This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode 122, Experience a Group Q&A. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking in on the podcast this week. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to give you a sample of what a group Q&A session is like here at Baxter and Bella. These come included with your lifetime membership. We do these three times a week, Tuesday evenings, Thursday afternoons, and Saturday mornings, mountain time. And they're open to anybody who's a member of our online puppy school. So we hope to see you in one soon. Today's topics that we are highlighting are a puppy who jumps all over people, getting your puppy to do a simple sit, stay, and house training. So let's have a listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our afternoon Q&A. If you're new here, this is a webinar format, so we can't see or hear you. Um, I can see your names, so I know who's here. And we'll spend the next hour just answering your puppy training questions. So I have a list of email questions that came in when you registered for this call. I see a few, not very many, but a few. So I'll go through those email questions first, and then feel free to type in the Q&A box any other question that you have, and we'll talk about it. So I love Thursday afternoons because we usually get kind of a smaller group, and I love to do any video coaching as well. So if you want to go on video and demo something or get help with something, I guess it would be probably more appropriate, then I'm happy to help you with that. Okay, so thanks for being here. Michelle, I see you're here. You have a mini golden doodle, one year exactly. Jumping on people that come into the house and getting excited, barking when we come home. Okay, some of this recognize is your puppy's personality, right? And they're super happy to see people. Dogs are very social. And mini golden doodles, so golden doodles in general are very social dogs. They love their people. So jumping is a way that they're exuberating, you know, their excitement. And then also the barking, usually if they're that threshold level of excitement, then barking comes out, right? So some things that you can do would be first, and this is first with any problem behavior that I see, I ask people, what do you want your dog to do instead? So it's easy to say, I don't want my dog to jump and I don't want my dog to bark, but that doesn't really get us anywhere, right? We just know we don't want that to happen. But in my mind, I don't really know where to go. But on the other hand, if I think, okay, people are going to be coming over to my house, wouldn't it be lovely if my dog would sit on a station, right? So Baxter's up and maybe he'll demo for us a little bit. Um, but something like this, where you have a designated spot. So if somebody knocks on my door, I can say, Baxter, go to your spot, right? And you can cue it and he gets on his spot and now he gets into a nice behavior. We'll wait for him to do something a little better that I like. And maybe we'll see if he does it on his own. Yes, I like that behavior. So I'm going to reward him for that, okay? And now I could go answer the door. We'll say that this is my guest, right? And I can teach him to stay there on that spot. Hey, how are you today? Welcome, come on in. Um, now, initially, she's not gonna know to do that and be able to hold still on a station. So it might look a little bit more like this in the beginning at your house is, okay, we have your puppy on a station. Somebody else is answering the door. I bet he spits this out. Nope, he ate it. <laughs> These are his favorite treats. That's funny. Um, and so I might just be feeding treats to him like this. Okay. 
So somebody else is managing the guest at the door and somebody's job is just to keep the puppy on the station. And then at that point, if they want to go say hi to somebody, if you feel like she's calm enough now, you could do a couple of things. One, the person could approach over here and you could be feeding her while they say hi. Okay. Or you could say, okay, and he can get off. And now he can come over that he's a little more calm. It's been several minutes, right? So the excitement has passed. The initial excitement has passed. I can still kind of be feeding him treats as people are greeting him, okay? Another thing is that's too much. Like sitting sometimes is just too hard for the dog. Try this. When you release him from the station, let me get it down so you can see a little better. Um, try this instead. As the puppy comes over all excited, just roll a treat away from the person, from the guest. So if I'm the person the dog is jumping on, or you guys, when you come home, right? She runs at you, immediately show her what you have and toss it away from you. So she has to turn away to get it. Then she's like, oh yeah, do that again. Do that again. You can throw it away from you. So she's not jumping on you. This time I've done it a couple of times. Let's see if he'll come back to me and offer me like a sit first, right? He's like, oh yeah, do that again. Well, I'm just going to wait. And I'm talking a lot and he's trying to read my cues. So I like that. Yes, now I'll toss the treat. Now we're forming that beautiful sit to say, please, just because I'm giving them an opportunity to move away and take some of their excitement that direction. Then they come back, but before they can jump or, or bite at me or bark at me, immediately like help them do this. Yes, good boy. So they sat and now they get to play that game again. And when he comes back and he sits, yes, now we go this way. And he comes back and he sits and we do it again, right? So you're getting that repetition of, oh, you see somebody just come sit. They'll probably start a game with you. Does that make sense? So a couple of tools there for you that we work on regularly here at our house. Baxter's a year and a half. He's getting pretty good at it. Um, and he knows that he has, he knows his spot. He knows that if he goes and sits there, he gets rewards. And then we've worked a lot on, you know, he's on the spot. We open the door and close the door and then we release him, right? Or he's on his spot and I have a pretend conversation with the doorway, right? Um, just trying to um, make a good example of what it might look like if there were an actual human being there, but we practice on the level that's easier than that when there's not actually a person here. So you wanna start at level one and progress, but we're happy to do one-on-ones with you as, as well as you progress through those stages um, to get you to that final level. Okay, so again, to recap, you need to pick something that you want your dog to do when you come home or when somebody else comes into the house. You have to pick something and then teach your dog how to do that, starting at level one and progressing up through all of the levels. All right, we are headed to the Q&A. I'm headed to the Q&A box next. I say we, because Baxter is here with me. I'm not really speaking in third person to annoy you. <laughs> uh, Michelle, how teach the pup to stay when sitting? Okay, let's do it. Um, let me demo that. So a uh, stay, you're going to start again at the very basic. So Baxter, are you ready, bud? Do you want to help me? So your young puppy, you're probably going to have to show them a treat and lure them into a sit mark. Yes. And pay them. Now I'm going to hold still. I'm going to count to one. Okay. And then I'm going to move away. We're going to do that again. So with your brand new puppy, again, you're just getting them into the sit position. Yes. Pay them. I'm not saying anything yet. I'm just freezing and holding still. I'm getting them to hold still. I count to two. Okay. All right, okay is the release word. So right now I'm feeding on the release because I want them to understand if you hold, um, hold still and pause, when I say okay, you get a treat, all right? So we'll get them into a sit again, mark yes and pay. Count to three this time. I'm just, I'm not moving either. I'm a statue just like my dog's a statue. Okay, and that's how you start it. 
All right. I want you to do that exact method until you can get up to 20 seconds before feeding the treat. Then we're ready to progress it. All right. And you do the same for a down. Michelle, how to stop pup from peeing in the house. <laughs> okay. So we need to kind of think again, well, what do I want my dog to do? We want them to pee outside. So now how do I get them to pee outside, right? I love the, the how do I get my dog to do something we want versus how do I get my dog to not do something? Does that make sense? I just like your brains to start to think that way. The faster you can just practice that um, line of thinking, the more successful you'll be with dog training. Let's say we want our puppy to go potty outside. How do I do that? First of all, management. If with a young puppy that's only eight, you know, to 12 weeks old, has never been potty trained before, recognize to them they live in spaces. So if you put them in a puppy pen, that's a lot of space to them. They're like, I can pee and poop in this corner. I can play in this corner. That's perfect. That's all I need, right? So we like to start with a very small space that they're more likely to hold it. And so I start with the crate and I pick a crate that's the right size for my dog. So they can stand up, turn around, lay down. They're comfortable, but they can't really, if they were to pee in one corner, they couldn't really escape it. Okay. I want them to want to hold it until they get out. So we teach them to like the crate. We have an entire class, Michelle, on crates, like what, how to size them, what kinds to get, um, how to help your puppy like it. That's most important is how to help your puppy like the crate. So, and then I put my puppies on a routine. So when they wake up in the morning, I get them up, we go outside to go potty because that they're going to have to go. So immediately we take them outside, we come back in, we play, we train, they eat breakfast. Most of their breakfast, by the way, are just the rewards I'm using for training. So I put their breakfast in my little pouch and then, you know, they can have some free time, monitored, supervised free time. So as they're in and in one room of your house. <laughs> so if this is the room that I choose, I block this area off and this is where my puppy can kind of roam around. Now you are not in charge of entertaining and doing, you know, dances for your puppy all day. I want your puppy to entertain themselves, but they have to be supervised. So what I mean by that is, yeah, sure. You might be making breakfast or doing an email or reading a book or something, but I'm, I know what my puppy's doing at all times. And if I start to see them sniff the floor, I might redirect them over to a bed and just drop treats on them on the bed for them to stay on the bed. Or I might hand them a bone and see if I can get them to chew a bone for a little while. They might just fall asleep on the floor. That's totally fine. Anytime they wake up from napping, they will need to go potty. So immediately, as soon as I notice my puppy's awake, oh, hey, you need to go potty. And then we go find the door. And then I put them on a leash and we go out to the potty spot. They go potty. We come back in. Okay. So it's, and then I write down on my chart, house training chart. Okay. My puppy peed at 9 a.m. And then I set a timer because I know at about 10 a.m. They're going to have to go again or maybe 9.30 or maybe 9.45. It depends on your puppy. So you need to kind of learn their schedules when they're awake and running around. Anytime they get a drink or eat their food within 15 to 20 minutes, they'll have to go again. Okay. So I have a timer. I have a chart. I know when they last went all the time. I'm keeping track of, okay, you know, it's 9 a.m. They're going to need to go again at 10, that kind of thing. Now, if they're in a crate, most eight-week-old puppies can hold it for about two hours during the day. At night, they're fine. If they're asleep, do not wake them up. But during the day, it's different. Their systems don't slow down as much during the day. They're just kind of in a nap, not a, a sleep. So during the day, they can hold it for about two hours and then you'll need to give them a potty break most likely. Okay. So I'm just timing all of this. Um, we have a schedule for you that we put out. You do not have to follow that to a T. It's just to give you an idea that, hey, my dogs are in their crates from nine to 11, from one to three, probably again, between four and six when it's crazy at my house and my kids are coming home and I need to make dinner. 
Um, it's okay to put your puppy in a crate for another couple hours. So that crate again is giving you the freedom to not watch them. You get those breaks of downtime for you um, because they're okay in a crate. They're not going to soil it. They'll try to hold it till you get back. Okay. Um, and then the pen and the one room barrier, like the gates that you set up or the um, you know, room barriers that you set up. Those are supervised areas that you need to watch your puppy. If they start to circle or they start to sniff excessively, I'm asking them, Hey, you need to go potty. Let's get you outside. Okay. Now, Michelle, when they're about 11 weeks, um, and only I say 11 weeks, because by then I'm ready to train them to use potty bells. Um, you can introduce them to a, a system where they ring a bell to tell you, I need to go outside eight to 11 weeks. There's so many other things to focus on that. I like to just every so often take them out. Do you need to go? Do you need to go? Do you need to go? And then, you know, after I have a handle on, okay, they're liking the crate and we have a routine going with house training and we're working on sit to say, please. And I'm adjusting to this new form of life and I'm not feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah. Let's train them how to ring a bell to go out. Does that make sense? So Michelle, if you want more on that, we have an entire house training class as well. So that crate class and the house training class, you'll find both in our first week together. I highly, highly encourage you guys when you first get your dogs to go through the first week together module. Even if you're adopting a dog and they're a year old, I would go through that first week together because it has all of the core information that we will build upon. Does that make sense? Okay, check those out, Michelle. Again, it's that first week together learning module. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site baxterandbella.com to contact me.